Hi, y'all. My name is Danasia, and I'm a 22-year-old type A black girl from Las Vegas who just moved to New York City last year to work for L'Oreal as a financial analyst. Hey, y'all. My name is Faith, and I'm a 23-year-old type A black girl from AZ living in Denver working remotely for Cisco as a business analyst. This season is finally here, and we can't wait to share more about our personal lives, working big girl jobs, relationships, and life in general as type A black girls. Hope you enjoy. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to season seven, episode four of Type A Black Girls. We are so happy to see you or for y'all to see us because we can't or see you. Or to see us because, you know, we can't see you, but we know you listen. So that's all that's I care. Um, let's go ahead and get right into class announcements. Y'all know the drill. Yes. So um, please click the link in our link tree or in our show notes to join the Type A Black Girls community and ungroup me. We're probably at probably around 110 right now. Um, so that's definitely a fraction of the type of black girls we have. But if you hear anything crazy and there's a lot of things when you hear the podcast, you can comment in the group chat. And it really just feels like a huge group chat of all the type of black girlies. Um, we are also reading Verity by Colleen Hoover. And we will only have one meeting. It'll just be a longer meeting if needed. And that the meeting will be on December 10th at 8 p.m. EST. Um, and we'll give reminders on the story as well as in the group meet. So definitely join the group meet for more details. And finally, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, we need y'all help to repost anything we post, follow our TikTok, follow our Instagram, and really be engaged because we are really trying to be, go hard on the social media for some big things coming. So really, it, it, we don't ask y'all for money. We don't ask y'all for nothing, but we're asking y'all to repost because repost goes a long way. Facts. Facts. Yeah. Um, and our question of the week is what dish are you actually confident making for thanksgiving like someone asks you to, to make it you'll be like yeah i could do that so i give it a think and because i have really bad anxiety when it comes to showing up with my family i would i seriously said and this is a very unserious answer but i seriously said fettuccine alfredo simply because okay I tried to fry chicken for our Thanksgiving potluck and messed that up. Now, I have never messed up fried chicken, but when my life is on the line, you know, like your family is going to be eating this, like it, I think that's just a whole level of stress that like I, I'm not yeah. adult enough for. Uh, macaroni and cheese, I can cook it for me and Dan. <laughs> but when my life is on the line, I'm trying to mac and cheese. That's an auntie um, thing, and I'm not an auntie yet. So I'm just going to say yeah. fettuccine alfredo because I definitely can make some shake. Corn and cornbread. I can really, I can also make some cornbread. And a dessert. Yeah. If you give me the autonomy to make my own dessert and there ain't no rules on it, I could also do that. But don't give me nothing big. Oh, listen. I, I said confidently yams. I, oh. I can make some yams. Okay. I can do that. Okay. Mac and cheese, I'm not there yet. I can make it for me and be comfortable if I mess it up. Yeah. But realistically, mac and cheese is literally like Staple. like the Kim Kardashian of the family. I, I can't mess that up. And I know if I do, I ruin Thanksgiving. Ruin. Realistically. Because if you ever been to a Thanksgiving dinner and it was bad mac and cheese, it just kills your whole vibe. It's like that auntie cannot be, even though she raised her hand for the mac and cheese, she can't. She's not allowed because why am I eating mac and cheese with sausage in it? Moms, my dad I was in charge of mac and cheese one. And here's the thing. Thanksgiving on that side of the family is like, you know, go to the moms first, then go to the dads and you just eat whatever. Right. Eat, eat there first and then go. Yeah. On the docket, my dad had, um, was in charge and 
my dad can cook, but he also just, do, he does too much. He has the does too much gene. I also do, but he, he takes the cake for it. He had like, di- like three different types of seafood in there, five different types of cheese. Like dad. Bro, just bring back classic mac and cheese. I, I had crab mac and cheese last, last Thanksgiving. Yeah. And y'all, I don't even eat, I don't, don't even eat seafood like that. I really mm-hmm. don't. I'm trying. I'm really trying. Yeah. But like. I bit into it. Didn't even know. Didn't even have no sign. I'm like, what if I was allergic? Like, for real. Didn't even have no sign. I bit into it. I said, first of all, I knew about the smell because I sniffed it. One thing about me, I'm going to smell that food before I eat it because what's in this? Yeah. Sniffed it. I said, hmm, it smells fishy. Ate it. I said, mm-mm, mm-mm. I had to do the good old fold the plate and stuff under. I said, no, I'm not, never again, bro. Then my uncle, he was in charge of yams. Mom's, why did he do yams? And then he did Cinnabon frosting on top. Be for real. I said, bro, diabetes, diabetes on a plate. Now, that's was cool. it good? Yes. But was I expecting it? No, that's a dessert. That's not even yams. That's literally a dessert. No, literally. And my grandma likes to put breadcrumbs on her mac and cheese. So it's either over gouda and four and four other cousins of cheeses and seafood or breadcrumbs it's like let me just eat at my mom's and i'll and i'll but my grandma can make some good quiche oh i've never had quiche oh my gosh i that is a holiday staple and is it is this the grandma i met because she can she can cook baby no 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 not my grand that grandma don't cook quiche but my dad's my dad's mom oh okay okay yeah so I'm just like, oh, maybe I do need to go over there. Because last year I didn't have quiche because I didn't go over there because I chose myself first. And I was like, yeah, but I do miss that quiche. Like, I wish I would have asked her <laughs> when we were on good terms what that recipe was. And yeah. now I'm like, let's get into our rosebud and thorn because it, it'll, it'll come up. Listen, um, yeah. But mom, what's your rosebud and thorn for this week? Um, For me, I know I mentioned like a while back that my HBCU team is presenting in the A L'Oreal Hackathon. They are finally presenting. They already moved on to the finals, and I've been coaching them. I'm like, come on, team. Like, everybody put y'all virtual hand in. They're at Hampton. So I've really been trying to help them out, and I'm hoping they win. Like, I've been giving them pointers. We've been going through PowerPoint slides and reviewing. So fingers crossed. But I think they'll win, so I'm confident on my team. Um, So we'll see what happens with that. First of all, the prize money for these college competitions is being – listen, they're adjusting for inflation. Let's just say that. Because the first prize is like 9K. Plus career coaching, plus a potential job. Whoa. I'm like, bro, in DECA, we was getting a little plastic trophy. Good job, guys. And a medallion. DECA glass. That was not glass. It was acrylic. Bro, I was laying with my DECA glass. Okay. Okay. So give me, give give my Instagram a few slides. You also did some DECA glass. No, literally. The oversized blazer. We was out there, though. Um... So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand where that came from. But my bud is that um, I'm planning Thanksgiving and Christmas parties. I'm decking out like my entire apartment and Christmas stuff. And me yeah. and my friends already had like we've been doing charcuterie parties like the whole night, but we want to do like an official Friendsgiving. Yeah, and then an official like Christmas party. We had one last year and it was a hit. Like Love. game night vibes. Um, everybody brought brought like a plate or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I made drinks. They said they was too strong. I said that whose problem? Whose problem is that? literally listen go go get a water chaser i don't know what to tell you yeah, so yeah. i don't maybe i might not be on drinks this year but we'll see 
Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to master a banana pudding because I've been craving banana pudding for so long. And I think I've told this story on the podcast about that crazy lady that my mom was friends with back in the day. My mom, my aunt had a friend and she turned out to be crazy, but she made the best mac and cheese ever. I, I mean, remember not, not mac and cheese, uh, banana bread, same mm-hmm. color. Um, yeah. I was saying there's something yellow. Yeah. So this crazy lady, like she came on Thanksgiving. This was like 20, 2012, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And my mom and my aunt, they became friends with her through the church or something. And they didn't know she was crazy at the time, but they invited her and her family to like our Thanksgiving celebration because they were new to the city. They was like, oh, come by. You don't have any family here. Yada, yada, yada. When I tell you the second that that family got in there, it was just the mom, dad, and they had like a nine-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. The dad didn't even take his coat off. Like they came in the house. He didn't say hi to nobody. Oh, didn't take, didn't take his coat off. Literally his wife and daughter are still at the door. He goes straight to the kitchen and start making himself a plate. <laughs> and literally everybody was like, I know this nigga. Not even saying, am I just the first time we're meeting him? We've already met her and the daughter. We have never met the husband. Get the coat on. He said, all right. <laughs> when I tell you, he did not take the coat off till he was at the table. Then he go and drape it around, around the seat. His wife and daughter still got their shoes on, and he already has leftovers with the second plate on top. Oh! <laughs> my dad looked at my mom. <laughs> he said, I won't repeat exactly what he said. He basically said that that man in question is never invited to, to our house ever again. Again. Because the lack of cooth in the quorum is apparent. Bro, the daughter, I was like, do y'all discipline her? When I tell you she's throwing food, throwing tantrums, like, nine listen she was bad bad as hell like we had a little village area she flinging things i'm like why is there why is there mac and cheese on mrs claus's house (laughs) like what is we doing was she like she was she was just bad i don't know my and the dad was like go sit down somewhere like what you need to be putting that corner it won't work like like, they was both too busy eating to deal with the daughter. And I was just like, I, I genuinely don't know what's going on. But I will say, that lady, we just gonna call her Jackie. Okay. Actually, that might have been her name. Never mind. But we, we, she, Jackie made the best banana pudding I have ever tasted to this day. And I'm a banana pudding fiend. Like, I literally get it everywhere I go. I've tried all the best ones, quote unquote, Magnolia Bakery, all that. Yeah. No, nothing is touching Jackie's mouth. Like, everything. She put in that. I don't know what she did. She had like gourmet little Nilla wafers, like that oh, she made man. herself. She made the Nilla wafers, mom. Oh no! Nah. Oh, frick. she's a little too advanced for me. And I yeah. remember literally after they stopped being friends, I literally begged my mom. I was like, "Can y'all just make it up? Can y'all, can y'all just ask her for the recipe at least, or start a prayer circle and figure out what the problem is? <laughs> because I need that. I need that banana pudding, bro." My mom was pissed for like two years because every holiday I would ask for that banana pudding. And she'd be like, you know, I'm not friends with that heifer. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I've never met a family who uses heifer more. I'm not going to well, hold ironically, you. Like, no, we, no, like, we live, really serious. No, we dead ass say heifer. Like, <laughs> it's like in my daily vocabulary. No. Like, if I type in H-E-F-F, my oh. phone autocorrects to heifer. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you if you type that in your messages, it would literally it would be like several messages. No, literally, and I yeah. didn't know what it meant growing up. I just knew we we say that. 
I was like, what's up, Heaven? What? We don't, what? We're not supposed to say that? Like, didn't nobody tell me? Because. What's up, Heaven? <laughs> not to other people. My mom would say, oh. we only say that in the house. We only say it in the house. Oh, okay. I'm thinking but... like, like seventh, sixth grade, like, what's up, Heaven? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, like, my, mom, my mom told me once. She was like, I think it means female cow. And I was I like, so too. I, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Um. But needless to say, yeah. So I, I still don't know where Jackie is to this day. Wish her well, because that that lady can cook. Um, but yeah, I, I I hope I can cook as well as Jackie this Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, my thorn is that hairstylists are still out here tripping. We still need a Keith Lee for hairstylists because mm-hmm. why are you charging five hundred for braids, no hair included? That is blasphemy. What the? Frick? And it's like realistically, to get affordable braids, they need to be here. I'm talking bob braids because they are charging for mid back, short back, long back, blue back, red back. I, I don't know what else is. I, I can't tell you. It's giving real Dr. Seuss vibes over here. Libby braids is crazy. <laughs> no, literally, literally. Like that's the best I'm going to get at this point. Like if you want braids down your back. Yeah. Let's just say they're charging for inflation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my thorn. I really, I saw a TikTok about a girl that just went to a braider to get like the frame done. They called it self-checkout braids. Like she literally just had like the lady do the parts and start the braid for her. And she went home and finished it. No. And I said, the fact that it's gotten to this point. That's self-checkout braids. Never in my life have I ever heard of that. Term. Never in life. I said, I'll be damned. What the frick? Yeah. Insane. Oh my gosh. Shout out to Hope. Listen, I don't know because listen, so shoot, that's what's going on over here. What's up with you, moms? Okay, so by this time, you guys will probably have already seen it, but I got the apartment that I literally went on Friday. We Lola was like, Hey, like, saw this apartment downtown, like, let's go see it. Went to go see it, (laughs) and we went on the second floor and the, the windows were facing a brick wall and I'm like mm, I hate this it's beautiful inside but I hate it um two bedroom two bath with a den we go see the six six floor I'm like I wouldn't even pay 1800 for this like this <laughs> is literally ugly like what the heck is this so then we go back on the second floor and I'm like okay I know my non-negotiables were no mountains if I don't see mountains or trees like I don't want to I don't want it but also this is such a good bang for our buck like we get a really solid discount for our second month of rent like i'm like oh love okay i can't compromise some some mountains and some trees for this for for what because the thing is the island is what is selling me the island is oh. i want to put a full charcuterie board on the full island like the island is longer than oh, me oh yeah listen no if, if it's giving hgtv vibes you wow. know i love a kitchen it is so beautiful, and I and I was looking back on my 2023 goals, and I had been wanting to pick up pole dancing. It's big enough for a huge family couch, a TV, a dining room table, and for me to have a pole dance, a pole. I'm like, yeah, like I, yeah. this is what I'm talking about. So, got it. But like, we're literally moving tomorrow. Like, we obviously we are pre-recording this. We're moving tomorrow. So tonight, after we record. I've just been I had to take a nap midday because I was so stressed because I was just like yeah I hate I've moved around 15 18 times in my life and it's just like I truly do not like moving mm-hmm. but it's just like Lola, Lola cut off the internet on Thursday mind you this Tuesday 
like what when when he gets down, he don't play when it comes to music. Okay? <laughs> you said this, this is the fastest mover I ever seen in my life. Literally. And the thing is, my mom's coming on Thursday. Lobby's like, mom, my, Lobby calls me mom. Lobby's like, mom, like, I will help you. I get off. I, I'm, I don't have school on Thursday. I will come and help you pack and unpack. I'm like, oh, this is dope. So, yeah, this, I'm really happy that I have friends and family that are coming, family that is coming down. My sister talking about some. Just letting you know I'm about to be there Saturday. You better have everything moved because I'm not helping. Oh, see, you got to pull a Paul on her. When Paul moved, first of all, Paul said it was a going away party. I pull up, there's a U-Haul in front of the apartment building. I said, hmm, that's interesting. Not even not even on the ground, mind you. Half it's on the curb. I walk in and I said, Paul, what's going on? He said, hey, friend. He over here taping up boxes. He said, go ahead and get to work. The girl he's already upstairs got it started. I said, what are you talking about? He talked about party with a purpose. He didn't trick all of us into packing his whole apartment. I said, you know. <laughs> Bro. And if this is one of your first episode listening, we have a New York recap with Paul, and he is the originator of Type P. So if you hear Type P, it's Paul. Think of quite literally the most last minute, littest. Yeah. What other? Fun, literally fun. the most fun person to go out with. But just know you're going to find out about said plans 30 minutes before they start. Yeah. But it's also going to be the best time of your life. So like, give life. it a day. Yeah. Yeah, it's we. Yeah. I really have we really have a balance of friends because I can't have too many Type P friends, but I got about three of them, and I think that's enough for me. Yeah, yeah. no, literally, I've I've realized <clears throat> I've had some Transformer friends where some of them are now Type P, and I said, "This wasn't the deal." Babe, <laughs> <laughs> what the frick? <laughs> Bro, I sound like an auntie right now. My voice sounds crazy. You can talk. I don't know. I was like, like I, don't know. I said heifer and it had a little bit of bass to it. But an R, R, R? Leave Harvey? <laughs> Ciao. But yes, my role is not moving and it's just a little bit stressful, but it's good stress because literally yesterday I was like, oh my gosh, Denasia, like I don't want to see you no know, videos of this house because we don't know if we're going to get it. But literally I was waiting for Dammy's text all day like we got approved and I was like, yeah. And all, every time I get good news, I call my mom. My mom has always been my number one supporter. And I said, every time I have good news, I say, are you ready to shout? Because, you know, pastor's kid. Goes, <laughs> she's like, yeah. I said, we got to prove she she gonna She's literally in a room. She starts shouting in the personal work room. I'm like, <laughs> she said, she look at the window, talking about something. She, now she's shouting, shouting and stomping. So, um, she should. <laughs> as she should. So, yeah, literally, I, so then I call Hope. Hope's like, period. Da, 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 da. She's, she's hyping me up. And then I call Sissy. Joy, this is the same one that said you better you better be moved in by Saturday. She said, "Okay, good." Like literally, like <laughs> polar opposite, polar opposites. And honestly, Sissy is very similar to Dammy in that, like they're just like, "Okay, let's keep pushing." Like, what's next? And it's just like, "Let's celebrate." Like, we can't yell and shout for a what? second. No, 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 no. It's it's so funny. Like even like when Dammy called his mom, it's just like. If he wants a yell and a shout, he knows he'll call my mom and she will scream. Yeah. And her her new nickname for him is it used to be my favorite son. Now it's my favorite rich son. So hey, hey, here hey. we added adjectives. Uh upgrade. Oh, okay. Uh my bud is that by this time I will be on a cruise. I'm very excited. I've been watching several food videos and I am so excited. I basically know all the menus. Like I'm so lit. Like I am moms. I'm so excited. <laughs> 
I'm so excited. <laughs> this food looks so good. I am so excited. Like, I cannot wait to recap this cruise. Um, and then I'm also going on another cousin cruise. A little bit more lit carnival. But um, getting those outfits together now, this is, by this time, I would have figured out my dress. But because between the deposit, first month's rent, trying to, Lola want to upgrade everything he's like i want stainless steel appliances i want, yeah, I want, I want i'm like i'm like upgrade it all i said listen we might have to do this over a few a course of a few months he's like i want to live i want to do couch i want i want i'm like okay and i'm in charge of household items so that includes household items so it's like thank you oh you finna be you finna be on wayfair thank you okay so payment plan please so that's where we're at but i'm very excited and then finally thorn Back to the quiche, my grandma texted me and I'm just like, I don't want to answer you because I pay this phone bill and you never really added much to my life growing up. So it's like, now that I'm an adult, what more can you do vibes? Like, I know I, I've always said I want a better relationship with my dad and I now have it, but I'm now that I have it, I'm like, I mean, I'm 23, like there's not much Hmm. It can really Maybe. make sense. I feel like when people get older, though, it's like a—I don't know what it is—like a coming to their senses of realizing, like, I'm about to die alone, which seems is very morbid in a sense. But it's Maybe. like that happened in my family too, where like a grandpa we ain't heard from for forty years came out the woodworks. Like, whoa! Hey, I'm trying so to help cool. put you through school, and it's like oh. you didn't even put my mom through school. Oh. Now you trying to help the grandkids? Like, but then again. For him, at least in that case, it was like I realized because his brother died alone. He dog, mm. he was dogging family members and women in his life, and it's like you will die alone, especially males. They yeah. will die alone. That's that's exactly. very frequent. As like yeah. if, if you don't have a family established by like a certain age, so I you feel sure. like older people definitely be realizing that when they get up there. It's just like I like I'm choosing peace, and I'm extremely yeah. unbothered now. And yeah, I do still get stressed about like oh my gosh what if they see me but Arizona is small but it's so I'm only going to be there realistically for less than a week and a half like oh, you're good. you see what I'm saying but it's just like then I got my little brother to think about because he's like oh Faith I miss you I wish you were in Arizona more and I'm like now I feel bad like it's just it's just a lot so I'm just like do I put my pride aside and go into that house full of people that I haven't texted in a full year majority of them for the sake of my little brother or or do I do the thing that I did last year and reach out to his mom, who was my ex stepmom, and be like, "Hey, can I can I hang out with you for a few hours?" Like it's mm. it's, it's, it's just a lot because I'm not going to be there for Christmas. No, actually, that is Christmas. So, sorry, that's that's Christmas time. But I gotta I gotta settle with my therapist on Thursday, so I'll talk to her. But I will say I met my deductible for my insurance. Because of going to therapy, so my therapy is like ten dollars, girl. I, when I tell you I'm lit, and I pay oh, that on HSA, yeah, oh, uh, girl, I am so lit. I'm like, wow, like I really did my big one going to therapy, and like I love my therapist so much. Like she gets down, she don't play. That is currently my favorite phrase at the moment. But yeah, I love her so much. If you're looking for a Colorado or Texas therapist, reach out to me, and I can give you her, her contact. But um, but yeah, she's. I'm, we're going to have to have a talk because now I'm, mm. I feel good to where I can, I, I'm cool with meeting her once a month, but mm. during the holidays, it might need to be increased. It gets rough. Right. And realistically, I mean, like you got to choose you. That part. 
It's Especially just, if, if that meeting with that part of the family means it's going to stress you out during the holidays. Oh, they stress me out during every the day. happiest time of year. I'm not happy. Thank you. And literally last Christmas was the first Christmas where I was not stressed because I spent it one half with my with my mom's side of the family and like my sister's dad's as well as one another half with my best friend's family. And they I felt more included than when I was at my my dad's side of the family mm-hmm. family Christmas celebration. I was just like, yeah, the thing is, um, my best friend's stepdad's mom, she considers me one of her grandchildren and she got me a gift. And I was like, mm. oh, mind you, when Dammy went one the first Christmas with me, mind you, we started dating on November 15th. So it was very like, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you coming. Boom. They didn't get him a lick of a present. And I said, and he literally just in the corner listening to his beats. Like, oh, no. Yeah, it was, it was truly. Yeah, he's not the biggest fan of that side of the family. Because it's yeah, because it's like you can't even make somebody that I care about feel included. Even even if they didn't get him a gift, at least make him feel included. You got him sitting in the corner by himself. That's crazy. First impressions trash. Yeah, but that's neither. It is here nor there. Ooh. But at the moment, that's neither here nor there. Moms, let's Great. go ahead and get into the topic. Um, Danasia is like made this whole thing, so I'm gonna let her lead it. But I'm very excited. We've been wanting to do this episode. Oh yeah, this has been an idea I've had in the vault for in quite a, a minute. But I really just wanted to talk to. For one, most of our viewers are black women. So we feel like for one, we've noticed, especially as we've grown up, I feel like I feel like it really started in teenage years. Like black women really are the blueprint. Yeah. And it took it took talking to other black girls and like honestly social media too. Like Twitter really helped me realize a lot of the like trends that have been happening and that black women started it. Yeah. Um, we've just realized that black women really are the blueprint and there's a lot of unrealistic expectations placed on us that yeah. you don't even really fully comprehend until you're an adult an adult and you're just like damn, I didn't even put two and two together as a kid. But honestly, how could you? You're literally like, you're just trying to process what's going on in your own life. Huge facts. Um, so moms, to kind of kick this off, like, do you feel, I mean, this is kind of a rhetorical question, but do you feel like there are unrealistic beauty standards for Black women? Definitely, for sure. But I feel like for me, it's time and place. Like, for me, especially hair-wise, like, work has always mm-hmm. been braids or straightened hair when when you're interviewing. Because I did not want any, those are the things that I could control. And I didn't want anything to deter me from getting the job because I have like, I just had to do crazy hair that day. And y'all know Mm -hmm. what crazy hair means, more so natural than anything. Because I just started getting natural sophomore year of college. And that was a whole thing in and of itself. Um, But right as of right now, because my workplace is very inclusive, like they don't even mention when I change my hair. Like, for example, when I got this blonde streak that's literally grown out, um, Literally, my manager just made like a, oh, I like that part in your hair. Like, it wasn't like, like, not, it wasn't like, hey, cool hair. You know, the, the white man, like, cool yeah, hair. Look, like, look, like, look, exactly, exactly. It wasn't anything like that. It was just like a, I see that you changed your hair. I really like it. Keep it pushing. They did not make a huge spectacle about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's so cool. Like, turning on that camera for the first time when you just got your hair done, you might get a little, a few eyes like, but they never, they're not going to say nothing, at least at my, mm-hmm. at my job. But family wise, cause like it does growing up, does take a play a big part. My mom mm-hmm. always had the saying growing up being a pastor's kid and just being a black girl, a little black girl. She always had the saying, you're a represent representation of me. And I always just truly didn't care what I look like other than school and church. Like those were the two exceptions, but like 
if I'm going to Walmart, I don't really care. Like I said, I'm comfort over quite literally everything. I've always been that way. I just kind of made a phrase for it now that I'm an adult. Um, but when we went out, there was like a 75% chance that we'd see one or five church members anywhere we went because my, my mm. grandparents used to have a mega church. So it's really not hard to spot our faces. You see what I'm saying? Especially because we lived around the church several times. So like, it was just like, okay, like now in my later teens, I understood like what she meant that like you're a representation of me. So I was like, mom, you're not a celebrity. Like, what are you talking about? But realistically, like it very much gave like K-list celebrity in Arizona, realistically. And so for me, like I understood a little bit more what she was saying in my late teens. And I'm like, okay, I do think, I, I guess I need to put a little bit more emphasis on what I look like when I go outside and when it's not church or school. You see what I'm mm. saying? But like, now I definitely understand like your personal brand and all that stuff, but I just didn't care. I was more focused on school and books. I wanted to read. I did not care. I, want, I wanted fashion was my passion at school, but that's just because I like to be the center of attention. But other than that, it was, it was passion, fashion, school, books. I don't care. Top three. Top three. Top three. Like that's really what it is. And now, and like, now here's the thing with body type, because there's just so many layers for beauty standards. Body type. During the BBL brigade, brigade area, era, it was just very hard being a skinny black girl. I feel oh. like from you need to put some meat on your bones, the pipeline of you need to put some meat on your bones to, oh, you feeling now? You're getting kind of big, huh? <sighs> um, you can't win. You, you cannot can literally win. cannot win. So it's, it's unfortunately... But fortunately, you have to kind of dig deep and do work on yourself to to be okay with what you look like at all times. And because people are going to have to say something, something to say regardless. Like I remember growing up, one of my cousins, one family reunion was little. She was little, you know, skinny girl. But then she got on birth control and she got a boyfriend. And sex leads to gaining weight because of the hormones and birth control because of the hormones. And she came back to the next family reunion there was like, Oh, she get she got kind of big, huh? And I'm mm. like, uh, I mean, I guess, like, I, I don't know. And then literally a few years later, that same thing happened to me. It's like, oh, you kind of feeling out, huh? So then that leads, Crazy. and the thing is, this may or may not include an identity identity crisis because all your life you've grown up hearing you need to put some in your bones. You finally put some meat in your bones. Oh, you couldn't kind of now big. it's now it's oh you getting big? Like what and potentially somebody dysmorphia and I struggled so badly. I went from a size zero, tri no, basically a triple zero shopping at children's place with those adjustable bands and rule 21 because they had triple and double zeros. I was so lit to having an identity crisis and going from being a size zero in Fashion Nova to have a, <laughs> I had a size zero, tried to, tried to have, put the pants on, couldn't fit them. I'm sobbing. Return them. Try to get a size one. Sobbing because I couldn't fit it. Tried to get a size two. Tried to get a size three. Finally got a size five. Going, being a zero all your life, then going to a size five is just like, it kind of wrecks you as a person because you're like, who am I? What's, what's, yeah, yeah. And you're my, trying to figure out like, my identity my, has been my size. And not even just by you, but just by other people as well. Exactly. That's just been like the, oh, you look so little. Now looking back, yes, I was small, but I just don't think, and I think this is a problem in the Black community as a whole, like when people make any adjustment to their appearance or weight, like 
it's going to be commented on. It's, it's a spectacle. Gonna, it might even be your nickname. Let's talk about it. Girl. Skin and bones. Like, skin and bones, bro. That used to be my TikTok name. Like, crazy that I did it. But it was that was me. I was skin and bones. Like, there, there was one point where on Snapchat, it was like a, di- a series during one summer of, oh, my gosh, you guys, almost at 100 pounds. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm at 98.9. Oh my God, oh my gosh, I hit 99, I I hit 100 pounds. Like that was a milestone on my Snapchat. That is so crazy because like, imagine the girls who want to get to 100 pounds. Mm, Yeah, I was going to say like for skinny girls, because I've definitely grown up skinny my entire, to this day, I still, I struggle so much with gaining weight. I can only gain weight if I'm like actively working out every single week. Like even when I played volleyball frequently in in high school, I was still struggling like on the weight, on the scale every single day, checking my weight. Yes. And it's like, I literally was like, I cannot gain weight. And even as of recently, like when I went back home, I'm getting questions like, are you eating in New York? Are you really like, what? I'm like, first of all, I'm walking everywhere. My body type has not changed since last time you saw me. I'm just a petite girl. Like, it really is not, it's nothing that I can control. And I really feel for, like, bigger girls because, for one, it's not only only coming from their family. It's coming from people on the outside more so, I'd say. Like, I've seen bigger girls in my family get talked about. And it's, like, it's, it's a joke, quote, unquote. But it's, like, realistically, growing up, like, you carry that with you every single time. Like things that you hear when you're, when you're a child will literally stay with you. Oh my gosh. The comments I remember from being like in middle school and high school literally will like force me to change my whole appearance. If I heard that and people like people say, be kind, people say, be nice, but it's like realistically kids are ruthless as hell. Somebody's going to point out the very obvious thing about you and you can either fixate on that for years or if you don't, it's going to come back and bite you at, at some point. You're going to remember that comment. Especially if you have sisters. Oh, you women in your family in general. The, the older women in your family can sometimes be the worst. Love them. Love them. But sometimes the older women in your family can be the ones that are the first to say something. Absolutely. And like, I'm really proud of myself that I'm finally out of place. That, yeah, I do want to lose the weight because like since the pandemic, I have literally been in a constant state of, I wish I was smaller because yeah. I gained, I went from 105 to 115. I think I'm about 130. But the thing is, one thing that really helped me, I do not go on a scale unless I'm going to the doctor. Mm. It, I used to, my body dysmorphia was bad. Like it was just like, yeah. why am I able, I was looking more so at the numbers versus what actually fits me. I was trying to fit into the numbers versus what actually fit me. Like, if it don't fit you and you're not comfortable, it's time to give it away, moms. Like for me, it's just, it's so taxing to be like, I just wish I was smaller, which was smaller. Cause these are my prime years and I got a little shape. I just want to tone it a little more. That's the only thing. Not that I want to be smaller. I want to be toned, like change the wording. And, but it's just, this is really your sign to go to that closet. Cause I'm doing that. Cause I'm moving. I don't want to carry any dead weight. Go to that closet. And if it don't fit, give it to your sister or your cousin that is similar or smaller to you or donate or depop it. Like it most likely realistically doesn't fit with the style you currently have and want anyway. And you're probably just keeping in there for, I'll eventually be able to fit it. Yes. Yes. The amount of items I've bought because I'm like, one day I'm going to fit into this and it's going to look good. And I've just wasted money off of shopping, shopping for my dream body, not the body I have at the moment. Yeah. And it's very hard to stop yourself from doing oh, like, 
oh, like when I, when I, I'll be able to fit into this and it'll look great by its date. And that date comes and I still can't wear it. And now I just have clothes sitting in there that have just been, look, tags still on. Like moms, it's not going to happen. I literally bought a mini skirt and I really thought I wanted to be a mini skirt, skirt girl, but I literally tried it on today and I said, this doesn't even go with where I actually go. Like, when am I ever going to go to the club wearing this mini skirt? Where am I going? Where am I going? And I mean, part of me, honestly, has just been like, I'm going to wear it. I don't care where I'm going. I'm going to wear it. I'm going to be the most extra person there, but I'm going to wear it. Just because it's like, realistically, I I do limit myself sometimes where I'm like, I don't want to look too extra. So I limit myself from what I'm wearing. But now I'm just like, you know what? If I bought it and it looks good and I feel confident in it, I'm going to wear it somewhere. Even if it's just a dinner, if it's just out on the street. Start wearing your, your cute stuff. Don't just save them for special occasions. It's just, it's that feel confident part. I didn't feel confident and it didn't align with my Pinterest board. Right now, I am in the era of aligning with my Pinterest board. And if it does, and it's like, why do I have it? Like, mm. not now if I feel confident with it, okay, well, if it's out of my Pinterest board, I don't care. I feel great in it. But no, nah, there were some skirts in there and clothes in there. I was like, you're never going to wear that. Stop, stop being stingy. Because I... Growing up, you get to be stingy sometimes with your sisters because they like to go through your closet and steal. So you just become real stingy. And I never thought I'd be I'd be a person, a sister, a sibling, where I'm making a bag for my sisters to go through my clothes. Oh, yeah. I used to do that every every year. My mom would make us do spring cleaning. She'd be like, Nasia, clean out your closet and whatever you can't fit, give to Kayla. Some of the things I was like, I can still fit it. I, she she got to get it. And she would purposely go raiding. Like, is this up for sale? I'd be like, you know what? Get get out of my room. Girl. Yeah. I'm, on. I'm right there. What about what about you, moms? Um, What was the question? Sorry. Uh, do uh, you feel like there are unrealistic beauty standards for Black women? Uh, absolutely. I mean, realistically, a rhetorical question. Like, honestly, kind of what we talked about, sometimes it's not even like white people or like other races that put us, that put that on us. Sometimes it's our own people. Like. Uh, like you said, the BBL escapades, bro, like, yeah, it was a terrible day to just be slim and not slim thick. Let's just say that. Yeah. Like, I, the amount of guys, especially dating, that yeah. I would see online being like, if she not slim thick, I don't want her. If she don't look right. like this. I don't want, first of all, you couldn't even get her if you tried. Second of all, the woman that you're seeing day to day do not look like that. Mm-mm. Which is already creepy. And something I wanted to also touch on was like natural hair, because I feel like, especially in our teens, when the natural hair epidemic, and I don't say epidemic, that makes it sound bad. When the natural hair journey and wave first started, and like I was watching the girlies on YouTube, Mm -hmm. texturism is very much real. Real. I was seeing girls and I was like, either your hair had to be down your ass. Mm-hmm. for it to be like considered like oh i'm officially natural if yeah. you had 4c or 4b I, I barely saw those creators to begin I didn't see those creators. if i did see them they were not the the like faces of the natural hair journey like they mm-hmm. were not getting the same type of praise as somebody that had like 3a loose wave and was just doing a quick little doop in a little in a little towel and and going a little yeah. scrunch little you scrunch. know like yeah. realistically i feel like texturism is definitely real in the black community because Somebody says they want to see your natural hair, but if it don't look like what they envisioned and it's not loose curls, then they're like, ah, not that type, actually. Yeah, I still don't like It's that. like, do something with that head because, bro, when I first went natural, the amount of times I got that, what you I'm gonna do with that head? I'm literally I, crying. I already did it. <laughs> so bro, I used to be sick. I used to be sick when I would, look. even my mom would be like, when are you gonna do your hair? I was just I'm like, bro, I'm really trying to like 
get away from chemicals, get away from heat damage. And like that transition period of having like multiple different hair textures in your head and feeling like you got to do every single braid out and twist out on the planet just to make your hair look kind of like cohesive was crazy. And that transition is like, realistically, we shouldn't have to feel like you have to change what your hair type is through braid outs or twist outs or perm sets every single day. Oh, just just to feel like it's done. Ugh. Dang, it's crazy. I was going through a lot. I was going Man. through a lot in college, like trying to figure out which products work for my head, figuring out what hairstyles actually like on me. Cause it just felt so weird that I what that I didn't have my hair straight. It yes. didn't feel like me. Now I don't feel like me with my hair straight. And that's a switch because growing Sweet. up, man, like every special occasion required straightening hair. I would look forward to like yeah school school recitals like stuff like that because I was like oh I get to straighten my hair but -hmm. looking back like that association of thinking that if it's a special occasion or something important it it means straight hair is like a reward yeah very toxic like now I'm like even the discussion like recently people being like oh braids aren't a birthday style like go 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 get a go get some bundles are you kidding me are you freaking kidding me if I'm for my birthday I am in a bikini in some water Thank you. It, it better be a birthday style. And I'm not getting no wig that's going to lift on day one. Absolutely the frick not. What do I look like jumping in waterfalls with a wig on? Come on. Got to be in my bag? Are you serious? Absolutely the frick not. No. No. Like, that's an unrealistic expectation. I feel like that's really what we went through in, like, 2015, just in a different different font. Literally. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, the good thing, though, is that, like, at least right now, like, I literally work for a beauty company. They encourage me to change my hair. They asked me to do it. They want to do it for me. They were like, whenever you want to get a dye, you just come up here and we'll do a wash and go. I'm like, I got it. This is the first time I'm denying free free getting my hair done because I'm just like, I, I don't even feel like going to work in my bonnet or like waiting, oh, no. waiting to get it done. Come mm-hmm. on, I'm not, I'm not doing all that. No. So um, luckily, like my team has been very like inclusive and stuff, but that's only because of the company I work at realistically because yeah. I work in finance very male white male dominated spaces i know if i was literally at any other like financial firm Mm -hmm. the possibility of me being able to like express myself through my hair would not be as open like i'd probably have to stick to a cool little braid silk press natural hair but not too much slick back bun yeah like unfortunately just to be regarded in the same light and like i know we've talked about this before but it's like growing up my mom was always like you have to give 110 just to be at their 75. Literally. Other races and, and white people can be average. You have to go above and beyond just to get the same credit as them. So I like, agree. I remember going out and like, if I was wrinkled and my, my clothes wrinkled, bro, I'd be hearing it when I came back home. I'm gonna be <laughs> like, you are a literal reflection of this family. You are at a PWI where you are one of the only black girls. You're not going to school looking crazy. And I used That's to be like, I- bro, She's so OD, but now I do get it. Cause it's like, if you are the only black family on that street and your kids come out looking crazy, they're going to be like, Oh, who's her mom? Where her mom at? I, I think that's why I hate ironing now. Cause I had to iron so much growing up. I truly do. I hate know. Iron. Me too. I love a steamer. Love a steamer. Hate an iron. Me too. I don't like an iron either. And it's just like, it just has negative connotation. I feel like, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, even back to the hair thing, like I remember thinking about the whole Blue Ivy situation when she was a kid. It's like, even as black children, you do not get to just be regular children just having fun. Like Blue Ivy was just chilling as a child and people call her hair nappy and unkept. Beyonce not doing nothing to her head. Like 
Yeah. And that was literally one of the most famous children in the world. So it's like, if she's being held to that standard, imagine a little black girl's just day to day. Exactly. No, normal, normal, regular, regular people. Like, that's insane. Especially because it kind of depending, but like most likely like color colorism aligned with texturism. So the darker yep. you are, usually it's the lower on the four scale you are. And it's just like, and the, the babies like to play in the in the cul-de-sac and the grass. And now you got grass pieces. And it's just hard to keep up with the toddler in and of itself. Now you got to put yeah. bobbles in the baby's hair every single day and hope that it doesn't get lost at cl- in class. Like that's right. a lot on the mama too. Or if the daddy doing right. it. That's a lot. Yeah. It's stress. I remember my dad taking my hair and being like, holding it at the top and just telling me to spin. They don't know how to do no hair. <laughs> Like, I remember coming home from, and my mom would, like, she's a nurse, so she'd be working, like, night shifts, so my dad would take me to school, and I'd come back home looking crazy. She'd be like, who did her hair? Like, one time, the literally, like, the school lady did my hair, because my dad tried to do it, and he, he, he tried, tried. He, he gave his all, but, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's just, like, I don't know, it's, it's crazy for, I hope that at least now, for, like, the new generation, it's better, but at least when we were growing up, I don't think it was, it was that great. No. Um also on that point, like <laughs> when we were writing out this outline, Faith was like, oiled up black girls. I- <laughs> oiled up bodies? What the frick? I have a very specific point about this and I've seen it so frequently where literally like models or like editorials like you'll see in like magazines and stuff, they will particularly have dark skin models and only have dark skin models if they're completely oiled up and like sexualized. And I li- yeah. it's one of my biggest pet peeves because I'm like, you don't see other like white models or other models in general have to get that type of treatment. But it's like, mm-hmm. if they're black, it's like, they got to be oiled up. They got to be like, it's just like, they can't just be beautiful on their own. It has to be like a sexualization element to it. And yeah. it's just sick because I feel like we already start sexualizing black girls way too early. And it just I doesn't, agree. it does not stop. If you like do from anything, from if you red, red, red nail polish, now you fast. No correlation. Bro, I was like, I just love the color. Like, I thought I looked like a strawberry. Like, I, I wanted to design it like a strawberry, a ladybug even. That's it. Like, I really, when I have girls, like, I really just want them to have fun and not be sexualized. Obviously, the outside, potentially, I, I can't control the outside. But for me, I like, I, I my mom never said, oh, you being fast. Like, I really liked how my mom did that. But, like, I'm definitely going to mirror that part of what my mom did of just making making us we're okay we can have fun we do what you want to do you know mm-hmm. like it wasn't like oh no like that's too short like it was just like okay if my, my mom's biggest thing is you know my kids really good but they just wear a lot of crop tops and I said mom if that's the worst thing that's, that's okay. not that's listen that, that's a good child that's a great child I said mom you know, what you're doing? you know what the kids are doing these days listen I said, if you're mad at me because I got cups in my room, you should see what is going on in these streets. Mom, I'm in here re- reading Hunger Games. They out here smoking vapes. Like, it's not. We it's are not too, the same, bro. We are not the same. Two different playing fields, bro. If I'm wearing, if I am reading Hunger Games and I got a crop top on, I think you should be praising the Lord. Yeah. yeah. No, quite literally. I said, listen, you don't even want to know what I'm hearing in these streets. And I'm not even following the I'm not even following the leader. I'm being a leader. Thank you. Leading myself. Leading myself and reading these books. Now, yes. may it may it have been Wattpad. 
Hey. Hey. What she don't know won't hurt her. Okay. <laughs> and after, locked in. Okay, let's just say that. Let's just say that. What book you reading? Oh, nothing crazy. So I got it from the library. Comedy. <laughs> Mind you, is after a fanfic? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't a Wattpad girly. I'm not gonna hold you, but honestly, like like when we first met, we always talked about Wattpad books and stuff. And I was like, oh, like that was a whole way of life for a lot of teenage girls. Whole new world. I remember being at the lunch table. Like, did you read the new chapter in seventh grade? I said, bro, these lunch ladies don't know what we talk about. I used to be like, girl, page (laughs) eleven. Like literally, I remember me and my group of friends who literally have Wattpad debriefs at lunch, book club meetings. Book literal. Club, literal book club meeting and not Verity, baby. We was reading after. Now you read Verity and you get back to me. Hey, listen, I hey. just got it. Mia just gave it to me today. Okay, so we're on our Zoom. Um, okay, so back to the question. So yeah. follow up to all of this, and this is just a pop culture question because I feel like we always debate this yeah. in the Black community. Do you think wearing bonnets is deemed ghetto? Because I hear this all the time and I never knew it was this much of a discourse. The first time I heard it, was the whole Monique thing. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. like, yeah, like you shouldn't be wearing that in your, the airport. Like, da, da, da. for me, if I'm going into the airport, I'm going somewhere. And there's a high chance I'm getting my hair done for that someplace. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to keep my hair intact for wherever I'm going. I do not care whatsoever. Now, this also includes time and place because context is key. But yep. airport specifically, I get comfy. I get down. I don't play when it comes to leaving. <laughs> this, this, this is the this is the fastest airport girl I've never seen. Okay, so I get real comfy on the plane. I have I have my my neck pillow. I have my eye mask. Like I yeah. have perfected my my airport fit. And that here's the thing: I might just do a wrap first, but when I get on that airplane, I put my bonnet on on top of all my extra stuff. So I feel like if we're talking specifically airport, it's a whole other planet. Like the 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 chances of you meeting a celebrity, I've thrown that out the out the door. Close to none. Close to none. And I don't really care. Like I'm I'm just I think at this age I've always I've also always been unbothered specifically in airports. Like, okay, like in meetings, maybe we shouldn't be wearing bonnets. Like I feel like it really is a time and place well, thing, but I don't care. I need to preserve my hair because I paid how much for this? You see Listen. what I'm saying? That's where I'm at. No, same. I'm literally in the exact same place. Like I, the reason I bring this up because I have an older black coworker that was like, Denasia, you're not one of them girls that wear her bonnet outside, right? One of them? I said, it's Tuesday. Hard R? I said, what? I was like, if it warrants, if the situation warrants it, yeah. <laughs> like realistically, like the, the place I go to get like sew-ins and silk presses, they'll actually wrap my hair for me in the shop. Oh, so- I that's what I'm talking about. If I leave with that wrap on, I'm not taking it out just so somebody can be like, oh my gosh, she has wrap on right now. I don't care. I, don't care. I genuinely, the older I've gotten, the more I'm like, I don't care. Now, of course, time and place, I'm not wearing it to like a meeting or something important, but it's like, I'll, if you I'll see cash me, it off. Right. Like realistically, real quick and yeah. shaking the place. But yeah. it's like, I'm not about to sit here and like risk, risk the, the amount of money I didn't pay for these hairstylists. Okay. Just cut it out. No, baby, I'm keeping it on that part this doesn't mean it's an everyday thing but it's like yeah. especially in the airport time time isn't even real in the airport 
It's not, bro. Like I'm literally people are drinking people are drinking shots at 4 a.m. Bro, the Vegas airport has slot machines open 24/7. People Which are gambling their life away for it to even get off the plane. Just and I, you mad at me for my 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 bonnet with the band and the red? Shh, don't do that. That's what I'm talking about. Be quiet. Yeah. No, I, I didn't ask. Didn't ask. Mind yours. Uh, moms, do you notice you get treated differently based off of different hairstyles? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I noticed this more once I did move to the East Coast. Okay. And I was talking to my friend about it. And she was like, I noticed it too. But she's from the Midwest. And she was saying that she feels like, and I've noticed this too, like a lot of people out here kind of value natural hair more. Like they, they kind of want natural or braids. And I didn't know that was a thing. Like realistically, mm-hmm. I didn't even think people cared that deeply. That um, but yeah, I've gotten the most compliments of my life when I went natural. Mm. Like people are like, "Oh my god, I love the curls!" Or like, I don't know if it's like an exotic thing because they're like, "Oh yeah, like what are like what, what what's your ethnicity?" And I take that as like, mm, not too much. Yeah, black with black, not, not nothing yeah. else. But it, I think, I think it's also just because at least the people that I'm the people I see day to day, it's rare that I see another person with natural hair and their curls out sometimes. So maybe it's just yeah. the fact that it's something different. People don't you really do. see often. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say now it's, it's definitely natural hair. Um, close runner up was if I get like goddess braids, they're like, Oh, love the hair. And this is mainly from just people walking on the street. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I feel like I honestly, now I get the least amount of compliments if I have my hair straight, which is like a complete, which is complete flip. Because I thought it'd be the opposite, to be honest. Yeah, me and me and Fee were actually talking about it. She was like, "Yeah, I told told Anasia, I I love her red nails, and also I got to get sewing like that. I got to get highlights." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I like it too." I said, "You know, but we also have to be very realistic with ourselves. I'm not wrapping my hair like her like she did. I'm oh, not wrapping my hair. I got it down to a science. I don't care if I've been out all night wrap that hair because I know I sweat in my sleep. I got to wrap it. Yes, and you be sleeping." She gets down. She don't. I get down. I'm. This is the fastest sleeper you ever seen, baby. I do not wake up. Like so, it's bad. If you listen scary. to my apartment outside my door at like six in the morning, it's like twenty alarms back to back. I'm dead mm. ass. And even still, sometimes that does not do it. I actually think my mom told me to go to a doctor, to, like a sleep doctor. Yeah, something got to be wrong. I don't know. I literally just cannot wake up. It's given hibernation. It no, actually, quite literally. For me, getting noticed differently based off of different hairstyles, maybe I just don't really remember um, elementary for real or middle school or high school, but y'all, I really am a homebody. I don't really be going outside. Like I do my hair just to upkeep it, just to say like I did it and to make sure it's healthy or whatever, but I don't really go outside. And I feel like when I was growing up, it was more so consistent comments on the change. Like, okay, Mm. this happens legit two to three times a quarter, you know, elementary, middle school quarter, Um, like get a grip, like. Yeah, it's going to change, but I feel like I'm not the first black girl you've had in your class. Kind of, let's just be regular about it. Like, okay, cute, yeah. that's pretty cute, but not like, oh my gosh, fake this. All I right. didn't even recognize you when you came in. Like, now for me, I make it a point where, like, I embrace the changes. Like, if I meet, like, especially at work, to what I did to kind of shield myself from that was be like, oh, just so you know, like, you might see me in a different hairstyle one day. I like to switch it up because I like to just try new things that's how I said it to my coworkers. so mm. when I did it they was like oh we're, we're expecting it because she loves to try new things and she likes to express herself through her hair and her look so yeah. like you know that's what I did because I literally had PTSD from literally being in class and walking in and my teacher being like 
Is that the gunshot? Only black girl. Who else could it be? Come on now. The only other one is a mixed girl. We don't look alike. We don't look alike. So like, she's not the you, you thought you had a new student today? Come on now. <laughs> Let you know you've seen this shirt before. Like, come on. And like, also for me, the bigger the hair, the bigger the stairs are for me. And usually, with the higher the stairs, that ratio, usually a higher chance of a compliment or a nice, a nice hair from the occasional white man. But yeah. because I live in Denver, that's just kind of what it looks like. It's really more so like a King Supers or a Costco. Like, y'all, yeah. I really don't get out. And I'm, I am going to try next year to not only get out when I'm going on, on a plane, because that's really the only time I'm going to be going out. But um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what it looks like for me as an adult at the moment. And like just in college, like, I mean, teachers wasn't really checking for me like that. Like it was, it was like, all right, let's get back to the lesson. Like they really wasn't. It was no, more so in high school. And middle school for me yeah and i will say it's also based on location because when i went to the south they was eating it up like mm. natural hair braids ate it up <clears throat> and i was like maybe it's just because there's more black people okay. down here so it's more of an appreciation yeah but yeah like the shift from being on the west coast versus now east coast and being visiting the south like i saw a complete shift but i will say baltimore baltimore had it on lock i've never gotten more compliments in my life whoa and I was like, something's in the air in Baltimore. But I was like, also, there's a lot more Black people there. So I feel like it's also just content and location. Um, but my friend's mom, Divine, um, she was like, oh, you know Divine. Yeah, yeah. Divine's, mom, Divine's mom is literally her times two. Like, she's so funny. She yeah. was like, yeah, like, what she said is that, especially guys in the South, they love to see you look at your, like, complete natural, even if you look crazy, because they know what they're going to wake up to in the, in the morning. Those uh, are her exact words. And that said, doesn't make sense. That makes sense, I guess. But also, if I put a lace front on, I'm going to put it on. And I'm, like I'm going to take it off before I go to bed. You're going to see this ball cap. I really don't know what to tell you. Listen, it is what it Not is. money. Yeah. Okay. Compliment the bundles. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. Mom, thoughts on black fishing and any examples of how the things black women do get copied easily? Bro, I, I don't know when the black fishing epidemic started. I feel, like, I feel like it had to be, I think it was during the BBL era. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I think they really go hand in hand. I think a lot of like other races were using like changing their body type for one. And then with that, all of a sudden they got box braids and a little bit of baby hair when they don't got no baby hairs. They're adult hairs. Yeah. Hairs, hairs that pay rent. Yeah. Yeah. They, they would start cutting their baby hairs to look like they were babies. And I don't know. I just feel like it definitely takes away from being like, an actual like real black woman like my, both my parents are black grandparents are black because it's like somebody else can get the same kind of look without the problems that we have to go through mm-hmm. like they get the black without the actual experience of being like a black american mm-hmm. it's like a cheat code for them quite literally all they could do a little a little bit of money and they'll call it a day they got it Literally, like there's one girl. I'm gonna literally look up what her at is. I thought she, I followed her because I thought she was black. She's not black. She's I think I have Australian. it in her head as well. Yeah, yeah. Like old pictures of her, she's literally like Australian. She just heavily tans mm. and and like that does her makeup a specific way. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really yeah. I think it's really selfish. For yeah, no, quite literally for me. Like I think the biggest thing I've seen other than the BBL brigade, brigade um, is lip filler. Oh, that's getting out of hand. It's like moms, 
It's bad. I didn't know you didn't look like that a week ago. And then they have the the um the bruises. Bro. And I'm like, on top of that, the black scent. I'm like, you do not talk to your grandma that way. Please talk to me like you talk to your grandma. Let's bring that back. Listen. Let's bring back white people being white. Now, what? not that white. We could be white and not racist. We can be. Not we. They can be. Yeah. No, yeah not, not we. <laughs> like, <laughs> y'all got the green bean casserole, the tuna casserole, the, all the casseroles. Like, let's bring up back casserole white people. Girl, I remember I was on a trip and there was a there was a white girl on the trip. And I remember us being in the car and we were on our, we we're like an Uber to someplace, right? And the girl picks up the phone and like she's talking to some guy on there. And like when I tell you her whole accent, she already had a little bit of a black accent. It was irritating me the whole time. Her whole accent shifts when she's talking to him. She's like, oh my God, who had that baby? And you wasn't finna tell Rachel? Rachel, finna? Rachel, Rachel finna not know? I- finna not? I'm not, I'm not even gonna say her real name, but it's like, Finna know. Who finna not know? <laughs> who finna not know what? I literally was like, it's giving you just looked up Urban Dictionary and just started piecemealing sentences together. Because what are you finna not? I will, enlighten me, please. And currently, it's more so TikTok slang, and a lot of the TikTok slang comes from the black creators, but then they just Bro. get popularized by the white creators. And it's like, where did you learn that from? Bro, I remember I saw something on a TikTok video talk about gap. Remember, people are like gap. Where's that coming from? I'm like, bro, they was like, "Got" stands for G. Get, get your. Di-. I'm like, bro, what is y'all talking about? Y'all are literally making up stuff. Making up stuff, and thinking it sounds cool, and you you say it in real life, and you sound stupid, insane. I know teachers are like, y'all, what is y'all are, talking? This is this future generation. I am so sad, bro. Literally, literally, and like, like even even people saying "child" unironically, like you do not talk. You don't talk like that, moms. And that's okay. That's okay. That is perfectly fine. Like, you can own up to that. It's okay. Go back to darn and what's another white people's term that they really ate with? It, um, you're cruising for a bruising. You're cruising for a bruising. Let's go back to that. Tuna, green bean casserole, and cruising for a bruising white people. We got to bring them back. Listen, I... And stop doing baby hairs. Bring back the like seventies blowout. White girls ate with that. With the yes, bro. Like they was really like from seventies to like early nineties. The white girls was really eating their little hairstyles, and I feel like we need to bring that back. Like now, bots braids. May they still have been racist? Yes, but the hair oh, absolutely. But the hair, the hair ate. I'll give them that. I'll give them that. I'll give them that. Okay. Um. Ugh, crazy. <laughs> But moms, lastly, how do you think pretty privilege changes when you're black? I honestly feel like if you're around other black people, that's the only time where it actually really works out. Because I feel like if you're around other races, for example, and like you're pretty, it's either it's either backhanded compliments like, oh, mm-hmm. you're pretty for a black girl or oh, like um, I literally had a white boy that I knew in college be like, oh, I want to date a black girl just to get it off my list. A checkbox? Checkbox. Like, that's how they're seeing you as a checkbox, like an item. Like an object, yeah. An object. So I, I honestly feel like pretty privilege as a Black girl, it, it's it's a it's a very, very swinging, like, pendulum. And yeah. also, it's like, you can, it's hard for you to be more than one thing, I think, in some people's eyes. If you're pretty, they perceive that as stuck up. You cannot be pretty in a Black girl and just have social anxiety. You're, you're perceived as being oh, stuck no. 
and rude and I thought you were a B when I met you like why did like, you think because like, I'm quiet because I didn't come out here putting on a character for you like that's crazy it's just so and like so, like we have to be on 10 at all times like you want oh. me to you want me to be a caricature of me so that you can feel comfortable I'm not so going to do that yeah literally I just saw a TikTok about a black girl saying that remote work is better for black women because they don't have to put up this exhausting Ooh. front 24 7 just to be like accepted just now you, you you are perceived as being um what's the word like including yourself in the team making everybody feel yeah. yeah like oh I feel like you're not like thriving with the team as well you know like that those type of comments realistically come because you cannot see a black woman and think she can just be quiet naturally it's just like if I'm not feeling it that day I'm not feeling it that day, but if Susie's not feeling it that way because she's having a bad day, really intense features, and she's white, it's like, oh, she's just having a bad day. For me, it's like, like, tomorrow. Are you okay? Yeah. Why? We need to have a discussion about how you are in the workplace, like that type of vibe. Like I, I, I've never, I've not had that luckily. Like, yeah. But I know black girls that have, and it's Mm -hmm. like. That has to be so exhausting to feel like you got to put up a front 24-7. Like, you really got to switch and, and face switch and talk switch. Every, every switch you can have, All they're doing it. On top of going 115% to be looked at at 75%. The same, yeah. Like, it's just, it's, it's truly irritating. And I'm so, like, the pandemic did a lot of bad, but I think it also did a lot of good. Um, Just... I like working from home today. I literally was just like, wow, like I'm so glad that I can wake up 20 minutes before my first meeting and start work. Like all yeah. I have to do is shower, throw on a nice shirt and I'm good. And even because it's Cisco, they be looking like hunters sometimes. <laughs> hunters and hikers. And it's just like, you, okay, that was a choice. And it's just That's like, it's just so inclusive. Like even in some of our, all of our wrecks, for example, like I'm looking for a few new jobs. Like I just want to see like what's out there, like interview and stuff like that. Potentially, we'll see if I got time. And there, like every single time, there's a um, there's a there's an open rec. It's like we don't care if you have purple hair, seventeen piercings. Like they actually advertise that, mm. and they actually talk the talk and also and also walk the walk. Like you really, it's real comfy. Just come here, do good work. We're not even checking if you green. Love it. That's literally. That's how every company should be, I feel like, realistically. Literally. Realistically. Literally. Yeah. And luckily, I'm just very glad that, like, at least working for in a beauty industry, they are inclusive of all types of whatever your definition of beauty is. Yeah. Because a lot of people I see every day, I'm like, different styles. Like, the girls be wearing forces and, and joggers to work. And if as long as you look good, you pull it off. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. you can have whatever type of personal style that you want. It's literally Zara ads. It looked like like we got CultureCon and Zara all in the same office. Remember you saying that when you first started? I was like, "Wow!" No, literally, different, like different over here. I can tell you that. Very hunter and hiker. Yeah, no, That's literally. Incredible. So, man, I mean, it's very hard to come by. But what else for you, moms? Um, for me, it was yeah. Like I said, I don't be going out. But when I was like, okay, when was there an advantage for me for pretty privilege when I did actually go out? And all I could think of is Mr. Poom Poom. Oh, because. If we were white coming out of that car, I don't know if he would have come came up to us and been like, "Hey, like, yeah, why y'all waiting in line? My my family work here. Let me get y'all back there." Free mm-hmm. shot. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm literally pretty, and I'm getting this because I'm pretty, and all my friends are pretty. Like, that's fun. 
that's that's 10 out of 10. When I tell you, depending on the location, like when I was in Houston, I didn't pay a dime. Yeah. Like the first time I literally was like getting in for free, they was like, oh, come come over to this table. We got we got a whole bottle of all these options, whatever you want, have it. Like literally just people people are willing to give you stuff if they think you're pretty. And I think it really works out, especially if you're like in a in a black city or Jeez. you're like in a place where like they really they love some black women down, it really yeah. pays off. Pays the freck off. Listen. This took a lot of turns that we didn't know it it was gonna take. I'm not gonna hold no, you. No, literally, this 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 we did our big one. Yeah. yeah. She can yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we do have some calls to the request line before we get into why would you say that in pop culture moms. I'm thinking we do like two. Two. Okay. Yeah. One to the the top two. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, first one. Um, and if you are new here or you haven't listened in a while, call from the request line or basically our listeners um, type their dilemmas in a free suggestion box, which is in our link tree, which is in the show notes or our Instagram, um, in our Instagram link tree, that link and basically any dilemmas, anything, it is all anonymous and we are here to help. We, we are okay. here to build community and try to help you help yourself. Okay, so first call. I'm getting ready to start grad school, but I have a gap semester. I'm wondering, what the frick? I'm wondering if I should tell myself to relax or if I should get a job to save more money. This is a problem because my parents want me home across the country, but they don't understand I cannot be there the whole semester. Hmm. Okay, first off, I say take that gap year. I mean, realistically, I feel like grad school for my friends that are in grad school right now they have said it's been not to scare you anything but it's been a very very difficult time especially if you're going straight from like undergrad into grad school like yeah that back to back being in school for that many years can really take a toll on you Mm -hmm. um so i personally i would say take that gap year and don't be afraid to like either try something new maybe work half of that gap year and then spend the other half like just taking time off and relaxing um depending on how you feel like you can save up and like how much you feel like you can do in that time frame um definitely do save up have money ready but just know that realistically when you get in there you're gonna if you don't save the full amount over that gap year you're gonna take out loans anyway so you might as well give yourself time to actually mentally decompress before you start um also the parents wanting you across the country i'm not sure i'm not sure if they like, if that means they want you there the entire semester you're in school, if like maybe this is a virtual program, like a remote program. What I'm getting for it is they want her home during the entire gap semester. Ah, yeah. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Semester. Hello. That's not a year. I'm sorry. Um, okay. Yeah. I would say if you're realistically trying to save money, living at, living at home would be best. But also remember, if you're not paying rent, you paying it some other way. You paying it mentally. Yeah. So just think about the fact that, like, if you do have that gap semester, will you be able to mentally withstand kind of having your freedom limited in a sense now that you're back at home with your parents? Um, but if it does help you save money, I'd say in my, if I was you, I would only go home because I know I'd be able to save money and I could take that whole semester off and not work. Yeah. But I would say listen to, I want to say season four or the beginning of season three, either or I I haven't checked, but the episodes where we're moving because we kind of broke it down of how much everything costs. And if you listen to that episode and you're like, okay, I need to work in order to even be above water. Cause you know, you're not working doing your, during grad school. And I think that's yep. kind of the sentiment for grad school. Um, 
you kind of have to make a pros and cons list, moms, because I just don't know. Because parents, when you get grown, but you're not grown because you're not out of the house, they can sometimes become toxic or they don't be buying groceries. Like there's like a lot of stuff that they just don't be doing or they could do be doing too much. So I would definitely say weigh those pros and cons and look at what, make a Google sheet. What does that look like? And what do you want it to look like because you may or may not be working in grad school? Yeah. And honestly, set a goal for yourself. Like figure out how much realistically, you know, grad school is going to cost maybe for this next year until you have, depending on how long your program is, um, so you have a break and figure out, can you realistically even save that much amount if you do work the entire semester? Is, is it feasible for one before you risk like not being at home or going back home? But definitely weigh your pros and cons. And yeah. Yeah, but good luck in grad school. Shoot. No, huge fact. That's that's huge. Shook yeah. Congrats to you, moms. Um, because that's only one of the type of black girls are going to grad school. Later right now. Um, <laughs> I'm about to be fighting for my life. Um, <laughs> listen. Um, okay. so okay, I know we did kind of talk about coworkers this episode, so I'm actually going to do the other one, moms. How okay. do you deal with coworkers talking about you behind your back and talking about other people in front of your face? I have never had that. Like, I, I really don't know. Listen, I I feel like I've had this. I've not caught a coworker talking about me behind my back. But when I was working, like, a job a very, very long time ago, mm-hmm. it was a very – it was the type of toxic environment where, like, my manager and the people I would work with would basically be like, oh, we feel like she's not doing X, Y, Z. I remember that. I was over exceeding what I was supposed to be doing as an intern. And I was like yeah. – listen, I'm going above and beyond my little $9 pay grade. Like there's yeah. no reason why I should be, be be getting compared to somebody that's a full-time worker here that's been here for eight years. And you're saying Absolutely. that I'm not contributing as you feel to the team, which is kind of what we're talking about as far as like, if you're quiet, you're seen as like not engaged with the team. Um, yeah. So I remember, I remember one of my coworkers going to my manager and being like, I feel like Danasia didn't complete X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Even though she would be nice to me, smile in my face, like never knew there was a problem until my manager pulled me aside and was like, so, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but somebody said that they're having concerns about your performance. And I asked, well, what, what, what projects are they concerned about? And it was all projects that that specific coworker had worked on me with. So I knew it was, I knew it was her. Yeah. Um, in that case, I knew she was talking about me behind my back, but I didn't have a way to prove it. Mm-hmm. The way I did that until I knew I could leave that company was I literally documented everything. Like, if you can document everything and make sure that if people are talking about other people at work, your name is not involved in that. I literally, if I hear any type of gossip work, I'm like, okay, well, I I haven't worked with her. That's not my experience. That is my go-to. Because the second you you give into that, the second you start gossiping about another coworker, it's the second that your name is dragged into it as well. So talking about you behind your back, like, if possible, there's a very corporate and professional way of checking somebody and being like, you know, getting your manager involved. Make sure you get your manager involved and you have okay. a paper trail of you talking about there There might be a disruption in the performance between mm-hmm. you and this coworker unless you guys have a discussion about what ways of working. Let's say that. Yeah. And if you need to confront them, there's a very professional way of going about it. I would say just make sure you have your manager involved and have a sit down that's literally like coordinated with your manager if it gets to that point yeah if it doesn't get to that point i would say do your best to avoid that that person for one and mm-hmm. if they're talking about other people in front of you do not engage and if they're lying on your name make sure you write down literally everything 
And you, for me, when that happened to me, I, and they were saying I wasn't performing, quote unquote. I said, well, what projects were it specifically? She was like, oh, well, I don't really want to discuss. I said, I need no. to know so I can correct the behavior, right? Yeah. What projects was it specifically? She gave me the list. I went back and found receipts of literally everything I wrote down of me completing that project and sent it to her. And mm -hmm. from every single week forward, I sent her a list of every single thing I did every single day. Mm. To, down to her, one day she had me clean her office for her. I remember that. And I was Tell pissed. me that. I was like, I'm not your maid. Like, But I said, you know what? I'd been CCing her boss as well on these because I wanted everybody involved to know. Everybody. That week, I since I, I had already agreed with her, I'd be putting every single thing down. And I was honestly felt really disrespected. I was cleaning her office and I knew they was talking about my back. I CC'd her manager on that email as well. I said, this is my report for this week. And on that, I put cleaned out so-and-so's office mm. and let her know about it. And she said, Denasia, I feel like maybe in the future weeks, we really don't have to have these in-depth reports anymore. You know, behavior's corrected. I said, oh, now all is well. Okay. Mm. Okay. You, you definitely triggered a memory because, I mean, in the first year and some change that I've been here, it's been a lot. So I sometimes the, there were some memories that were suppressed, but I was on this track. And it was for new product introductions. It wasn't a part of my day job, but it was basically like to get more visibility, join these tracks, da 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 I always raise my hand for everything, so whatever. One of the ladies on, the main lady who was in charge, she was like, I know, I came to her. I said, hey, I don't think I know exactly what I need to be doing, but I really want to feel like I'm adding to this track so that at the end of the year, I can have like a deliverable. But in like, because I didn't know what I didn't know, I was getting a little bit frustrated and being mm -hmm. frustrated as a white woman versus being frustrated as a black woman, it comes off harsher. And because she was in Hispanic women, she took it as like, like, oh my gosh, like she doesn't want to be a part of my track anymore. Like da, 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 Even though I said, I just need more direction because I'm new and I don't even know what I don't know. So please give me direction. Went to my manager and said, hey, Faith doesn't want to be a part of this track. Mind you, I've done six months of work on this track and we have six more months. Why would I want to drop midway? Even though I really, I dread coming to all the meetings. Why the frick wouldn't I want to do it? So then in my one-on-one, -on -one, I'm thinking happy-go-lucky. Mind you, this is February. So I'm in, I'm, I'm just got a, a down for my Howard trip. I'm about to check out. I'm my one-on-one -on -one manager. He's like, hey, Faith, um, I want to bring to your attention that like um, so-and-so said you don't want to be a part of this track. I said, that's not what I said at all, Sam. Like that is literally not even what I said. Like, so now I'm getting frustrated because I just said I need help. And now I'm saying I need help. And now I'm the bad guy, Chun-Li. And I don't want to be a part of the, like, I was just like, and so she's on my list. I don't have many people on at, at Cisco at all. That's on my list. But she's on my list. And the guy that was yelling down my throat, mind you, yelling down my throat to increase the plan. Moms, why am I at 82% accuracy? Because I, the month one plan is what I'm relied on. I said, he's talking about something. It's not looking too good, huh? Mind you, he made me quadruple my plan. Mid cycle, I said, "Oh." Then you talking about them and letting you just letting you know, um, I will be going on paternity leave. I won't. I, I'll see you in February. <laughs> Causing all this havoc and then leaving, moms. I'm sitting here like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" And that was the first good meeting we had where we weren't running heads. And I was just like, "Bro, maybe that's why you was mad because he was having a kid." Like maybe, maybe that so. Was he was feeling the symptoms. He was feeling the, the hormones just like his, his girl. He had that stimulant on his stomach. Like, I don't know, but child, I, 
I was just like, uh, you didn't want to tell me maybe not even the week before you leave. Like he literally told me a few days, like three days before you left. Wow. No. Like, not? Listen, difficult coworkers are honestly low-key inevitable because yeah. everybody got to have a job. Crazy people got to have a job. Lying people got to have a job. Mean people got to have a job. So the best you can do is literally paper trail and literally everything. If you hear oh. somebody talking about something, girl, I'm talking about you open your one note. On 10, 16, 5 mm-hmm. p.m., so-and-so said this. That way, if anything ever comes back in your face, you have receipts. As a matter of fact, email yourself, when, email yourself when it happens. That way, you literally have an email of a documented record. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean – I really hope that if it continues, hopefully it's not like an, something with all your coworkers. Um, yeah. Because if so, I'd say consider leaving, you know, or yeah. seeing if that's really the best fit for you. Because realistically, work is already stressful enough. You should not have to deal with people gossiping on top of it. So, But at the end of the day, stay neutral. Like what Danae just said, like, hey, I haven't had the opportunity to work with them. Like, I, I'm not sure. That's not my experience. Or just get up and leave. Realistically, yeah. I got a, I got a, I got a meeting to catch, guys. Catch you, you later. Go to the bathroom really quickly. Like, and the topic will eventually change. And they'll, they'll get, they'll get the hint. Like, oh, she don't really, she don't play. <laughs> like, she don't get down. She don't get down at all. Okay. Yeah. Crack. Yeah. Um, but let's go ahead and get into our hot topics. Um, if you are new here, hot topics are basically me and Asia met on Twitter, and we spend the majority of our time on Twitter talking to each other yeah but just through tweets like during the week if <laughs> I text Danasia more than five times non-podcast related something's going on it's life is life life is lifing realistic because yeah, I mean most of our catch-ups every week are through the pod for real through the pod or right before the pod or after yeah yeah that's that's really what it is um let me see um because we just filmed yesterday, it's a little bit hard because I didn't really send you much. <laughs> the well is a little dry. <laughs> um, somebody said Americans don't have Christmas crackers. Somebody gonna say, "Yeah, we do." His name is Michael Bublé. <gasps> Not Michael. Michael. I mean, he is a Christmas cracker. That's that's one that's one white man I stand behind. Yeah, I love him. He's gonna do it every time. Love him. Love him. Oh, frick. Maybe. Okay. Hey, okay. Things is looking a little a little dry. This. Why would you say that? A little very dry. Oh, um. If I mean, it's definitely past. But we're eating Chipotle tonight to get the the six dollar meal or whatever. But somebody posted, "I got a thing for you, and I can't let go." And this was the Chipotle meal. Ew. And somebody gonna say, "I just know you pooped up your back like an infant after eating this. Like up your back. Up." And you know what that looked like. I, I literally just had a visual yeah. of changing the diaper and it went all the way up. Yeah. I just. Okay. This wasn't supposed to be an actual, like, this wasn't supposed to be funny. But growing up, I used to watch Bizarre Foods. Unless it was like a snake episode or like a he was eating balls. I, I, I love me some Andrew Zimmern. So I follow him on, um, on Twitter. And some governor posted... I don't always cook, but when I do, it's a gosh dang pheasant. I shot myself with leech lake wild rice, of course. That literally sounds like a different language. What? 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 Literally, what? Like, what China is that? He gonna talk about some nice work, Governor. Looks delicious. And I know he was serious. Like he is not. He's a very serious man. But I don't always cook, but when I do, it's a gosh gosh dang. Bring back the gosh dang whites. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's you. <laughs> yeah. Pheasant? You're eating a pheasant? That's just... I a- couldn't even tell you what that means. I couldn't... I if a, if a pheasant was walking alongside me, I couldn't tell you what it Wouldn't was. Wouldn't tell you. Could not tell you. Yeah. Oh, my um, God. I sent you a lot for the past week and that, that I forgot last episode. So, um... Somebody talk about some Khloe Kardashian works three, works out three times a day, changed her face 10 times and still got cheated on. So I'm just going to sit here and eat my breakfast burrito. Bro, I stand on the fact that if Beyonce, Rihanna can get cheated on. It was never it was I mean, if he want to cheat, he going to cheat. That's really what it is. It, it don't matter how pretty you are. It don't matter what you got. It just men are a different species. Literally. Literally. I got a friend that say she cheat on every boyfriend she got just for reparations for women. I, okay. And not the why would you say it in, it, in itself. <laughs> so when we were touring, okay, we all, it's, it's 25 floors. So we get in there, we get in the elevator and it's like me, Dammy, two white men on the side. So it's two white men on the side, Dammy, me, and a white lady right next to me. Okay, cool. Wait, when, wait, wait, you said when you were touring? When we sorry, when we were touring the apartments. Sorry, context. Oh, context, yeah. context. Okay. Context. Yeah. Um, I, I get that sentence at least once a day from Dammy, so it's nothing new. Anyways, this white boy's like, yeah, you know, I'm just literally elevators closed. I mean, I would take peyote or ayahuasca. Isn't peyote a cactus? And we're literally sitting here like, does he know we're in here? Like, and I'm sitting here like, like you want to take some heavy like jungle drugs like what's going on and the guy's like yeah and 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 the girl chimes in mind you does not know them she's like well if you take peyote you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna poop your pants and he's like well that's okay and a very a very chad voice like very fraternity he's like yeah so like i'm not gonna poop because i just i just won't eat a lot i'll go to a shaman beforehand and he'll just bless me and i just i won't poop because i just know like i won't poop on peyote and i'm just in here like we're literally sitting there like, what? Like, please get us to the, the nearest stop because what's going on? And he's like, I mean, but I'll, I would also take DMT. And this guy's like, well, I actually have some in the apartment. He's like, you do? Like, can I take some? He's like, yeah. Then they get out of the apartment. I mean, they get out of the elevator. And I'm sitting here like. I'm not even going to hold you. I don't know what none of them drugs. I was using context clues to figure out what the hell going on. I was like peyote. I thought you said coyote. I said, well, why would Ooh. he take that? Let me. I, I've I've heard of peyote. I've definitely heard of ayahuasca. Just because um, during um, the not last man standing um, uh, with all the black older famous people, best man holiday, um, the best man oh. the chapters, they all went to like an island for that light skin evil man's um wedding and they were all in the like on, on the on the sand doing ayahuasca and i was like okay like i think it's just like elevated shrooms i couldn't tell you but like oh. they be they be doing it ayahuasca not this being my short search history um is it um plant-based psychedelic i die i think oh. peyote is a psychedelic as well yeah yeah what does ayahuasca do to your brain amplify introspection and problem solving related to past and current life stressors and for powerful envisioning and strategizing of solutions for a more hopeful future. Future. That, that sounds like a convention. That, that sounds like math. On the math scale, where are we at? <laughs> like one Ayahuasca compared to math. Let me yeah. see. Um, just give me a simple. Simple one to five. 
I I don't so the, I'm not seeing it here, but I when I looked that up, I saw peyote, ayahuasca, as well as DMT. So I think they're it's a family. They're okay. I think I think they're a family. Now, if any of my drug users know it, let us know because we might be wrong. FreeSuggestionBots.com. Let us know what these mean, please, <laughs> and where they're at on the crack to meth scale. Thank you, thank you. Like crack, like crack cocaine and meth. Maybe we should start at crack. Maybe we should start at like weed. No, 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 no. Sorry, that sorry, that was the end of the scale. Crack, cocaine, and meth on one end, and then weed. Like, where does ayahuasca fall? Oh, you're putting crack and meth together. Yeah. I was putting more meth than bath salts. Like that it is like, make you itch like this. Yeah, like I feel like you know what? When you're on when you're on like coke and stuff, they'd be like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, them eyes be wide. I'll be like, is everything okay? I see, I see, I literally see your contacts in your eyes. Bro, literally. I I know this has literally nothing to do with nothing, but I do think we have to abolish colored contacts for black people. <laughs> <laughs> because oh, we see it like we we see it and it don't ever look natural it looks like the black vampire that was barely on screen in twilight like it's giving dracula i'm not gonna it don't matter what the color is it could be hazel it could be even the lightest shade of brown it looks crazy and they always got that wig that looks like they date black white men and she was with the black i turned around and i, I said but she was a white man with the white man so like it made a little bit more sense but i was like she had that type of wig and she had the eyes. So I was like, bro, you're not an, Ugh, like, I be an N-word. Be an N-word. Why would you say that? Why would you say Okay. Okay, obviously. Okay, <laughs> Thank y'all for a great episode. so much, like, <laughs> We'll see you guys next, next, next episode. Bye.